Hi, welcome to Living Well with Caitlin, a podcast with me, Caitlin Sule. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist who specializes in using cognitive behavioral therapy and positive psychology to help people learn to let go of the ways of thinking and being that are holding them back or keeping them stuck from living their best life. In this podcast, I use my voice to share tips and tools from my own clinical experience, interviews from experts in the field of psychology, and my own personal insights around mental and emotional wellness to help support us learn to live well with whatever life throws our way. Hi friends, it's good to be here with you today. To be honest, I've tried to record this introduction about 20 times in 20 different places in my house because no matter where I go, the kids seem to find me. And so that's just my reality right now and so many of yours as you try and navigate being home more often with the kids all the time actually and get some time and space for yourself. So what a perfect segue into this conversation that I got to have with my colleague and friend, Lauren. Lauren is a licensed clinical social worker based out of New Jersey, where she sees private practice clients, but also has started a really cool social media platform called The Therapy Influencer. She um, created this platform in hopes to influence emotional and spiritual wellness while educating her audience on what therapy really is. Lauren and I got to talk about self-care, what we thought it was before, and what we actually realize it is now as we've sat with many people trying to help them navigate this work and as we try and find what self-care looks like for our own selves. You've heard the saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so Lauren and I have that conversation around what we sometimes think self-care should be when we're looking at it through the eyes of social media or other people's lives or even some popular influencers who don't get it right. In this episode, you'll hear real, actual, tactical things that you can start doing and things and you can start implementing right away to learn to take better care of yourself as you go through this journey. And you know what? I'm not going to edit this out because my kid found me again and that's just real life. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello. Hello. Hi. It's working. Yay. (laughs) I feel like it's like 50-50. Sometimes I get it to work easy and other times we have to end up using Zoom. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) No. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Yeah. It's super clear. How are you? I'm doing good it's it's good to finally actually be talking (laughs) I know I'm so sorry I was like that's why I was confused the first two times and I'm like maybe I'm like messing up that makes so weird and then then I realized I looked at your pro I was like oh she's in New Jersey right is that where you are Yes. Oh, cool. How is it there today? <laughs> um, it's okay. The weather is actually a lot nicer. It's been really hot, actually, and very humid. Oh, um, yeah. Like, not that great. Is that where you're from, the East Coast, or where are you from originally? I am New Jersey. I've always been here. Okay. Yeah. What about oh. you? Are you always in California? Yeah. I'm like, oh, what? yeah, I, um, I'm from Northern California and I moved around, you know, um, here and there and um, lived in Southern California for a while. But now um, I've been here for the past 10 years or so. So we're kind of we're like 45 minutes north of San Francisco. Oh, OK. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. I'm it jealous. Is, <laughs> it's nice. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, obviously like everywhere else. It's just everything's on 
lockdown and uh well not quite lockdown but yeah 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 a little bit I know we're like slowly starting to open but it's been a very bizarre transition they like started to open outdoors dining and then they were about to open indoor dining canceled that because like people weren't listening and I'm like it's just been wild I mean I think mayor is doing the best he can everyone hates him but I I couldn't figure it out either I know I kind of in California I think people like him like I feel like he's just like he's standing up for or am I thinking of the New York mayor (laughs) oh probably (laughs) the New York yeah yeah um but I just, like yeah I just feel like I mean these are hard times nobody knows exactly the right thing to do and it's just like hey let's all agree to wear a mask and just like, right is it the end of the world I think we all seem like a bunch of like spoiled little kids I know <laughs> I, well, that's like our mayor keeps saying things and then that's why people don't like him because he puts out statements like if there's gonna be people who do the wrong thing and like knuckleheads and it's like he yeah. he talks to us like we're kids yeah. doing the wrong thing but I'm like but you are like yeah they, they flock the beaches and like I know everyone's obviously yeah. having a hard time but as soon as things started opening people just were like oh okay this doesn't exist and I'm like guys we just got this back like don't really that was what was I, I remember like around Memorial Day right like at least here yeah like, okay cool like and then all the protests happen, which, you know, and then it's like, great. And then I think it helped people like have this false sense of like, everything's okay. And it just wasn't, you know? Yeah. It's been so, a wild time for sure, but hanging yeah. in there. <laughs> good, good. Okay. Well, um, thanks again. And I think maybe where we can, um, I would love to just kind of talk about, you know, I loved, like I said, your post the other day about like self-care and like, not like I talk a lot about to this idea of like, you know, um, can't obviously can't pour from an empty cup. And so we can kind Mm -hmm. of go back and forth, um, around that, like when it comes to being a therapist, when it comes to being a human being, when it comes to being a mom, all those things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm open to that. Yeah. Um, okay. So why don't we just kind of dive in where I'll just um, start and just kind of say, tell me, tell us who you are, sure. um, a little bit about, you know, um, why you started your social media platform and things like that. Um, okay, perfect. Okay, so let me, uh, let's see. okay, I'm going to say, um, let's see, one second, let's make sure I'm all set up with my AirPods here. And you have a podcast, right? I don't know. You said, okay, for some reason I was like, and then I was looking for it. I must have on <laughs> your messages. Have you been on podcasts before? Just like one or two. I'm yeah. trying to definitely like get out there a little bit more and really like build. At first, the Instagram was just like, I just did it to do it. But now I really am trying to make it more of like a thing. Yeah. I mean, I would, I think about doing my own, but I get imposter syndrome with everything. And oh like, my gosh. Me too. Like, how it's, can I do it? And I'm so like, there's hard. so many everything. Why don't I just do it? But here I am. I know, so not- I know. Well, maybe I, um, the last therapist I spoke with, I, I interviewed, um, she, Tony talks therapy. I don't know if you've seen her stuff, but she, um, was saying the same thing and she was just so well-spoken like you are and we had such a good conversation and I was like you should start a podcast she's like it's funny you say that because I've been wanting to and I'm just like kind of eh. and I'm like do it and then she started one and she's like I was like yay maybe this will be your <laughs> well I always I know I could like I love talking I feel like I can get my points yeah. and like 
things across talking so much better than like content, quote unquote. But yeah, um, I'm looking at your stuff too. Like, <laughs> cool. Like, I love all your infographics and stuff Thank like that. You. Do you use Canva? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it great? But yeah, I just feel like I don't know like the back end to doing a podcast. Like everyone, well, not everyone. I talked yeah. to a couple of people who use Anchor and they said it's really easy. So easy. It's literally so easy. And I, I like, I, I'm just starting to edit. Like I used to just go and then, I mean, cause like I'm not under any like delusion that like thousands of people are listening, <laughs> but like, the, you know, the 100 people that listen to each episode, that's great. And so like, yeah, but now I have a, um, I just hired a virtual assistant. We can talk about this in the podcast, but she's helping yeah. me do some editing and stuff like that too. So, okay. How do you say your last name? Simisich, like sim Sitch. Okay, good. I know. Okay. okay. So we'll just go ahead and get going. All right, so I am here today, or virtually here today, with Lauren Simiches. Did I say that right? You say it. Simiches. <laughs> Close enough. Sorry. Um, and Lauren and I, um, she's a therapist, and we met on the Instagram. <laughs> and we've been kind of DMing back and forth and just wanted to have this conversation here today really about um, self-care when it comes to being a therapist, a human being, a parent, um, all those things, especially during these really, really crazy, difficult times. Yeah. So, Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your social media stuff and we'll go from there. Sure. And I apologize if you hear my dog barking. This is the perks of working from home and doing yeah. everything virtually. <laughs> I'm yeah. in the corner my home right now sitting yeah real life my kids Uh, come running in like super unedited and real um so yeah I started my Instagram called the therapy influencer um really essentially to be honest as a bit of a mimic on quote-unquote influencers Um, I felt like not to mimic them I mean they're doing a great thing in their own way but I felt like so many people look to them for like emotional health and I mm-hmm. I think that that can become unhealthy very quickly right so if you're looking at oh, them for yeah. physical health or you know um just how to like start a business or this and that like that's all great but when people start to put the power in them for their emotional health that gets a little tricky and I feel like social media I was just talking to somebody about this social media self-care is a lot different than real self-care, right? So social media self-care can really cause people to feel a lot of comparison and a lot of self-loathing and a lot of things that like, I don't have this and I want this. And, and they're basing their self-worth off of something that isn't geared towards them. It's geared towards the masses, right? Mm -hmm. It's geared towards like what's in right now and what's cool and hip. And, and that can make people feel really bad about themselves. So I kind of started, um, what I like to call my little movement of uh, therapy influencer. And basically it's promoting emotional wealth and hygiene. So we look at our physical self, but are we looking at our emotional self? So a lot of therapeutic concepts, similar to a lot of other therapy pages out there, but really with this focus of setting yourself up for success and really prioritizing yourself and putting yourself first and feeling good about putting yourself first. So um, that's a lot about what I talk about on there. I have a free guide up right now. Um, 
And my email series is called the self-connection series. So I send out a bi-weekly email that helps people to learn how to connect with themselves on this emotional and spiritual level, which I believe is missing for a lot, a lot of people. Um, and then I also do uh, private practice in New Jersey. So I see some private clients. Um, that's what I do full time. And then my therapy mm-hmm. influencer stuff is, is on the side. Awesome. Yeah, so cool. So that's what drew me to your um, to you was because there's so much out there right now about like self care and self love. And I feel like it's so abstract for so many people and and you're you nailed it like there's there's people who are, and I'm just gonna say it like not. I'm not saying in their lane in the sense of they might be influencers in other ways for fashion or maybe even motivational speakers, but they're giving a lot of mental health sort of emotional health um, advice. And I feel like it's very hard because it's abstract and people are like, well, how do I actually do that? So I saw your profile, I realized, and and for me as a, as a busy working mom and a therapist, I was like, this is helpful. Like this is actual stuff I can use. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's literally how I felt. And I was seeing some people say some things that really actually were counterintuitive, especially if you have trauma. And I'm very trauma-informed in my Mm -hmm. care as well. And, you know, it it really pains me to see some people and they don't know that they're doing it, which is fine. But I was like, okay, well, I need to get my voice out there and more of us need to get our voices out there because therapists weren't really on social media until now. It's kind of happening, which is cool. And and mental health is getting the voice it needs slowly. But, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, I saw a lot of people giving advice that was, uh, could have been detrimental to some people. So I'm so with you. Yeah. Um, hold on. We might need to pause here and then start restarting. That's okay. I can edit this sort of interruption out. You guys, I'm recording. I'm recording a podcast. (laughs) This is real life too. No, you're good. I'm no, you guys go with Mimi. I'm at my parents' house right now. She's watching the kids. Go. Go with Mimi and Daddy. I don't know. There's like seven adults out there. How are you in here with me? (laughs) (laughs) That's a mom. That's what happens. They'll find you. Okay, go see kitties. They're in the front of the house. Go out with Mimi. She'll show you where they are. Mimi! Okay, we're good. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're good. Locked in like the back bedroom and they came and found me. (laughs) Um, So. Kid, I love what you okay so let's start re-recording so okay um I love what you said about about um about that just sort of this idea of toxic <laughs> toxic advice and it's hard as yeah. a consumer to know right like you or I or other people in the mental health profession know like yeah that's not such great advice but um not everybody might know that not because they're not like smart or whatever just because it's just not you know what's talked about in our culture often so, yeah one of my biggest sort of like qualms with all this stuff, and I would love to hear your input on and how you, how you think about this, um, is this idea that that's put out there of like, you know, um, just keep going, just, you know, kind of like, mm. um, don't give up or no matter what your mood is, push through, like sort of yeah. That, like, yeah. Is that what you're seeing too? That and it's so funny you say that. Cause I literally just reposted something on my page about, basically toxic positivity where just telling people to be positive 
and push through is actually avoidance, right? It's avoidance yeah. of the person who's telling you that is most likely avoiding all of their own shit, right? Yeah, <laughs> and they're so just like, true. they don't feel and they don't want to feel. And they're like, just be positive, just push through, you'll get through it, right? And to someone who's going through something that's actually so invalidating. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't like the consumer end of it. They don't realize it's invalidating. So they take it because this is somebody they look up to and then yeah. they feel better. They're like, Oh, what's wrong with me? And it turns into them shaming themselves because it's like, if this big influencer and this person I truly trust and believe in is telling me just push through and I can't, then that means something's wrong with me. Absolutely. And I just want to be like, no, they're not a mental health professional. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yes. You don't need to feel bad. It's okay to not be okay. And I think that's the message it's we need okay to put more. Okay. I think that's such that that is a hundred percent the message that 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 we need to be giving. And it's and it's um it's not that it's okay to not be okay. So you know, drowned in your stuff. Right. Forever. Don't get it's stuck okay. there. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's okay to not be okay. It let's feel our feelings and then move through them. And I think that's the piece that is missing yeah. in a lot of, a lot of the mainstream stuff. So tell, tell us or tell our listeners kind of like how, if you're say either a, you know, busy, you know, you're a working single professional or you're maybe you're a working mom, like how would you suggest that somebody start really focusing on their own self-care I know that's a broad question but like sure things that like I have a lot of um, a lot of my listeners are are moms that are trying to kind of do all the things so where would you start with them say they're sitting in your office and you're trying to help them sort of implement some sort of self-care routine so I'll say two things the first more generally speaking yeah I would say is to So to me, let's start with this. Self-care to me is like intentionally doing the inner work is intentionally cultivating this sense of self, right? And having more of a connection with who you are, what you want, what you need, right? So to me, self-care can look different every day as long as I'm consistently choosing myself, right? What I see a lot with my clients who struggle with this is the fact that They have these inner values, these inner morals and beliefs, but their behaviors are so disconnected with that, right? Mm. So, you know, uh, my behaviors, if my behaviors fall under people pleasing, and this is, I think one of the posts you were talking about that you saw on my page, if my behaviors are for everybody else, I do things and I'm a people pleaser and I never make time for myself. But then I say, oh, I respect myself. I love myself. I know self-care is great. Like that's a huge disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't see it, especially as a therapist, especially as a mom, as someone who cares about people so highly, it's very hard to see that that's actually detrimental, right? And it doesn't mean that we have to go the complete opposite way where we don't care about anyone. And it's this huge, like, we're just like, forget everyone. But it's just like you said earlier, filling your cup first, so that you're actually giving to people in a much more present, healthy way, right? So that's like, overall, and then I actually have some work around like, what are your actual, like, what are your values, right? Like, who yes. are you and how can your behaviors, how can we help your behaviors line up with what matters most to you? Cause that's true. That is the disconnect that we see so often. 
Yes. And then I would say for more specific. So if people are like, oh my God, that sounds like me. What do I do? Mm. Um, I actually have a guide coming out soon and it's how to put yourself first. So it's exactly what we're talking about. Um, And I go over four um, main points that this is just my belief. Obviously other people might think differently, but my four main points for putting yourself first. And again, to me, that's self-care. That's the essence of what self-care really is. Physical self-care is like taking care of your body and showering and face masks and all that. Right. But emotional self-care would be one, I say, holding space for yourself and your emotions, learning how to be this container. Like we were just saying to feel and not have to think you have to just get better, feel better, like move on. Right. And then the second one would be honoring your needs and wants. So that would be like actually honoring what feels good for you and doing those things. A lot of times we just bypass that. Yeah, we don't do that. And then the third and the fourth would be intentional energy output and saying no and boundary setting. So they kind of work together, right? So if I'm intentionally looking more at where my energy is flowing, then I can feel better about myself. And that goes into boundary setting, right? Because if I'm, if people are sucking the life out of me, sucking the energy out of me or work is, or my children are, we love them, but our children right. can, right? How do we yeah. see good with some things or some Not people? Not only can they, they do Yes, right. So intentionally saying like, these things in my life drain me, these things give me energy. And how do I move things around so that I'm feeling more towards myself, if that makes right. sense? Right. And I think especially when it comes to children, they, they can be both. They both give us infinite energy and purpose and they drain us. And I think that's okay. And I, I know it's okay. Sure. What we so often want to do, which is dangerous, is like it's either all good or all bad or it's all this right. or all that. And I, and I think that when we get into those, um, you know, polarized places, like when it comes to self-care specifically, I know a lot of women feel that self-care is selfish, right? Yes. So it's either it's either I'm going to care for myself well, or I'm, well, or no, that's selfish, right? And I don't think right. it has to, it shouldn't be those extremes. Not at um, all. Yeah. And I don't know where that started, but that is so, I hear that probably every day with any of my clients, whether it's Mm -hmm. a mom or a working professional or, you know, they prioritize everything else. So they prioritize their kids first. They prioritize their work first. They prioritize their family first, their health, like all, well, not their health, you should prioritize your health, but what I mean, but maybe their physical health, but not their their physical health health is what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So meant like going to the gym and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, and all that stuff's important, right? And that's what you said about this black and white thinking is that by doing this work, by no means are we saying those things are not important, especially think like your children. It's just when we prioritize something over ourselves, that's when we start to find some of these symptoms that might draw you into the therapy office, right? So if I'm putting all those things ahead of my own needs, then that means I'm getting drained. I'm getting depressed. I might feel anxious. I might feel overwhelmed, right? To a point where it's kind of managing, like my kids are happy, my job's happy, all of that, but I am I'm getting the life sucked out of me, right? Yes. So this work that me and you are talking about is really just prioritizing your health and your emotional needs first so that you still can do all those things take away the symptom, take away the anxiety, take away the depression, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. 
So that long, because I think what happens is I've been in this cycle before of doing, doing, doing for everyone else except for myself, especially as a newer mom. I'm finding my way. And I think obviously, you know, um, you know, being a therapist helps me in some ways and hurts me because I yeah. sometimes feel like, oh, I should know. That. I should be, I know the things, I know the tools. So why am I still struggling? And that's my own work, right? Is like, yeah. well, just because you know it intuitively doesn't mean that you are applying uh, it. Are <laughs> it or applying it. So it's grace. I say that a lot. Like, let's extend some grace and just, yes. practicing. but I think that what we, what we miss sometimes um, as, especially as women, I'm just going to say it, is that when we give, 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 and everyone else seems, seems happy, we can only do that for so long before we burn out and before we end up actually maybe even hurting the people that we love the most, because um, we've either set this precedent that we can no longer, um, you know, keep up with. And then they're like, wait, what happened to her? Right. Or we finally start to show that we have feelings and people are uncomfortable with that. Right. it can get really, um, yeah. Really and the, and yeah. the other part of that is, and that's so true. Everything you said is so, so true. And the other part of it is that like, once people start to do this work, some people judge you and some people aren't comfortable mm-hmm. with it. They're like, Oh, who are you? Oh, where is this coming from? When really now you're being so healthy, but because they don't do their own work, they can't yeah. see that. So for the person yeah. sitting questioning, like, how do I do this work? Just know it's going to get a little harder before it gets easier. Right? Like Absolutely. it's going to feel uncomfortable in your body. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And other people might take a little time to warm up to that. Right. But yes. I agree with what you said as women and as, as a mother and a woman, right. But as women. And I I think that's truly uh, where this kind of started. Like women have this innate thought, most women, generally Mm -hmm. speaking, that Mm -hmm. they have to be the health, the helper, the caretaker Mm -hmm. over time that turns us into beings that just give, 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 and don't give to ourselves, you know? So, and I think like, I look at my husband and some other men I know, and they just like, what they want live for themselves I'm like I want this I'm going to do it and granted they can still be a part of a family and be caring and loving but such an easier time separating it you know not the guilt I don't feel like (laughs) there's the guilt attached right like the guilt and the shame it's so deep and and women and I and I like you know I see it in my clients I see it sometimes in myself and I think the awareness of it it's like what we have to first notice it and be aware of it before we can even change it and and so it's okay if you're like, yeah, I feel all these things, but I don't, I don't know how to change it. And so yeah. I think what you and I are both saying here is the first part is noticing and then really starting to sit with this idea that taking care of yourself, going to look different for everybody is yes. not selfish. It's actually a hundred percent necessary to kind of like, um, like win the long race, right? So yeah. Like, like be healthy um, now and continue to be healthy because we burn out so easy when we're not. For sure. And I always and say like, through it, I believe, I, I believe our, our children, like I, I think about like, you know, I have two little girls and a little boy and for all, for all three of them, but especially my little girls, yeah. the last thing I want them to see is 
when I think of them as grown women, I want them to live their very best fullest life. And I don't want them to feel held back by these standards that, you know, they think, oh, I should give everything and have nothing left for myself. Like that breaks my heart, you know, but they're not going to know any different if we don't show them any different. A hundred percent. And I think what you just said was so powerful too, about self-awareness and that for some people, they really take that for granted. And that's like going full circle back to the influencers. Self-awareness can take years <laughs> to gather. Yeah, it's not like one Instagram post. Right. And that's the first step in making any change. So when people who aren't educated are just like, push this, push, it's like, no, people have to come to this conclusion. People have to do this inner work. Like I, I say all the time, the inner work is self-awareness is digging in, yeah. getting curious. And for someone who's listening and thinking that, you know, this sounds like them really, like you said before, just ask yourself some questions, right? Why is this hard for me? What struggles, what thoughts come up when I think about putting myself first, right? right. What negative beliefs do I have about prioritizing myself? And then look into that a little bit deeper. Where might that have come from? Where does that stem from? What's the story from? I'm telling myself? Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. going to help us. Re- because if we're just like, do this, do this, we're trying to fit something into a box that's not there, right? We have to make yeah. a space for it first. And we have to clear out those old stories, those old, old narratives. And then change just kind of happens naturally versus trying to just force it, right? And you said yeah. earlier too, like self-compassion that's that process of just being kind to yourself of like, Hey, this is actually really hard for me. If you sat there and said, I'm a mom and it's really hard to put myself first. You have done so much work. (laughs) Most Mm -hmm. moms say, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? Or what's wrong with me? And that's more shaming and harmful than just saying like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a lot of, a lot of like, you know, moms or women are just kind of like, well, that's what I do. That's what we should do. Right. Like we're, we're moms. We, we don't, we don't, you know, we put our kids first and I, and I hear that over and over again. And, you know, I think that yes, because our children need us and they're, you know, little human beings that can't care for themselves in many ways, they do come first. But the point is, is if we don't take care of ourselves alongside or, or first, then yeah. they end up actually losing. And so, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's the awareness and in, this is where the one size fits all approach doesn't work because right. everybody, as you know, and as I know, comes into situations with different different contexts different things that have happened to them different traumas right that have made up their sort of um their story and so if we try to come at it with like okay well work out three times a week drink your green (laughs) juice and you know meditate it's not going to work for everyone for sure and that's why I'm always like therapy is so cool and really I'm trying to get that message out there that and I believe therapy is not just that one hour in the office. To me, therapy is bigger. Maybe speaking to a therapist one-on-one isn't your vibe, but what are you doing to do that work, to cultivate a new sense of awareness? Obviously, I believe therapy isn't helpful because it's with someone who's a professional, but therapy doesn't end there, right? Like you take that and you begin implementing that throughout your life so that you, I always say like, you can cultivate your path and you can cultivate your path as a as a highly functioning working entrepreneur, as a new mom, as anyone, right? Like you still have your own path. 
And a lot of times how I visualize it is when we're starting to feel burnout, fatigued, overwhelmed, anxious, typically I'm on someone else's path. I might be on my children's too much and I'm out of balance. I might be on my boss's path. I might be on society's path because I've been on an, you know, Instagram binge for 24 hours straight, right? So when I notice that, I kind of say to my my clients, reel yourself in and think about what's your next step on your path? What do you want and need right now? And I mean that emotionally, not like a green smoothie. Like I mean, emotionally, what do I want? Space, freedom, love, support, and how do I cultivate that? Because you are the only ones in charge of that, right? Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. How do I cultivate my path instead of what does everybody else want for me in my path? And I think, and also I second that. So like that therapy goes so far beyond the room and and that's really, uh, I think both of our hope is to put that message out there is that it's about learning the skills and tools and then implementing them in your own life. And I mean, beyond skills and tools, it's the self-awareness and then the skills and tools. But if, if, if we just see people for one hour a week and that's it, that it's not going to be effective. It's really about how people are willing to then move forward with the work. And, yeah. and that's, that's the beautiful part, I think. Yeah. Because think of it this way for people who are like, well, obviously I, I love my kids and put them first of like, we're saying, of course you do, but think about it this way. You give, 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 give to your kids, to your boss, to your family. They can't always return that emotionally. And that's where we find a problem, right? It's great to give your kids, they're gonna, they're gonna benefit from that. But they can't always return that your boss probably can't return that, right? So then we do all this. And we're slowly pulling out pieces of ourselves that aren't getting put back in, right? So that's the thing you want to think about, you can help your kids. But what we're talking about is how am I also helping myself? So I'm always at this you know, attempt for balance and wholeness, right? So if I'm doing extra at work one week, that's that self-awareness piece to be like, hey, work has really taken out of me this week. How am I filling myself back up, right? How am I re-giving myself the stuff I need so that I can go do another week at work, right? Because it's not sustainable long-term to just give out all of our energy and never give it back, if that right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a process. I think it's such a learning process and it's, it evolves over time. Um, I know for me, as I've gotten older, I don't know if it just is, I don't think it's necessarily age, but maybe it's just years and experience of like kind of having to figure this stuff out, right. And doing the work and coming back to it. Because like I said, you know, um, I just posted about this, I think a couple of days ago on Instagram before COVID, I felt like I'd found my groove and my rhythm of like, you know, running my practice and being a mom and it wasn't perfect, but I felt like we got into a good little routine. <laughs> I was taking care of myself. And then, you know, as life does, life was know, like, just kidding. Yeah, life was like, Nope, you think you've got it down? Just kidding. And so um, life throws curveballs all the time. You know, there's so much uncertainty. And so we need to come back to the work, right? That's yeah. the point is like, what does it look like for me now? Because let me tell you what self-care looks like for me now during <laughs> COVID is very different than what it looked like before. A hundred percent. And I think fluidity and self-care is probably the most important thing that I promote, because if we just say it's going to look like this every week and it's rigid and it's goals, that's not going to work when coronavirus hits or when, you know, right. other things come up. So what's more important is, okay, you have these things. What's the 
message behind them, right? So is it a mo- like, what are these top things that I know I need to feel like my best self? And then how can I be fluid with that? So I always say like, having those intentions versus the very rigid goals, the goals can be great. And some people need them. But for most people having intentions, being like, you know, I want to support my health in this way. And I want to give myself space each week to rest, right? Like these more intentional things. That way, I could be super fluid with that when you know, shit hits the fan. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I'm not like, okay, now what? Right? Right. You're not lost. You're not lost. Yeah. You just know, okay, this is my invitation to come back to the work and see what I need right now. I love that. I love the way you said that. Yeah. So tell, tell us, I want to hear more. So for, for people listening, because I think this guide that you're creating would be super helpful. Um, tell us more about that, when it's coming out, where they can find it. Yes, same as you, coronavirus threw me for a loop. I had all these <laughs> big plans and then I needed to rest. So I listened yeah. to my body and kind of put stuff on hold. My brain was in overwhelm a little bit, but yeah. it will most likely be coming out in the next few weeks. I'm going to set up a whole kind of like um, portal where I have some guides and some other things. I want to maybe get a couple other coaching type of things in the work, um, you know, for people um, who struggle yeah. essentially with all this. This is literally the, the meat and potatoes of what I talk about. So I love this stuff, but it is yeah. called how to put yourself first. And I really did have, you know, helpers, empaths, moms, caretakers, I had those people in mind when I was making it. I think it could be useful for anyone, but I had the idea in mind for people who take in all this excess energy, right? Like think of moms, think of therapists, caretakers, there or empaths, highly people, exactly, right? Like they're taking in not just their own energy, but everyone around them, right? So I kept thinking, you know, and coming across people who were like, that's what I need to get out of my body before I can even think about working on myself, right? right? So they couldn't do the deeper work, the trauma work, the, you know, whatever else was needed to, to cultivate that before they did this kind of self-care piece, right? So like I said, it has that four pieces and it's not super in-depth. It's very easy. I tell people they can use this as just a guide on their own, as a addendum to the current therapy work, even bring it to their therapist or just as a continual journal prompt, right? So it has like an education piece and then a journal prompt for each page. So um, I have journal prompts for connecting with your feelings. And then I have a page on creating your own mantra um, and how to kind of come up with that. And then I also have um, simple a simple guide to protect your energy with some journal prompts and then stuff around boundary setting and how to do that um, with some guides and things like that. And then as an additional bonus, I created a guide to um, help people create a safe space at home uh, to do this work. So, you know, a lot of people talk about um, like having an altar or something like that for meditation, a sacred space. So it's along those lines, but it's really just how to create a safe environment in your home to feel like you can physically do the inner work this stuff takes, right? Because sometimes if we're at home and it's busy and we have kids or we don't have a lot of space, we feel like we just can't do the work unless we're in the therapy office. And that's one, not true. And two, 
not helpful <laughs> if that's the only right, place we're doing the work. Yeah. 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 So it has a couple guides on, it has a couple tips on there. Um, just how to create space, how to hold space for yourself at home, how to feel safer in your home environment, things like that. Um, to hopefully give people a little help on, you know, finding ways where you don't need a whole room to do this. It can be one chair, it can be a blanket, it can be, you know, just bringing stuff into your home that's more soothing, more self-supportive, because your home is your home. If you like it or not, that's where you're at right now. And that's going to be the space that we have to cultivate the stuff that we're talking about, awareness, self-love, right? So even if we don't like where we're at or the people around us <laughs> we right. have to kind of find ways to work with that work especially alongside of that right now right like especially. with all of being home so much more I mean always but especially right now and I think that's yeah, yeah so important I love that yeah cool so then so in next few weeks or soon that will be coming yes. out where can they kind of where can people find you and stay up to date with what's going on because I think I'm I know like I said all your information has been so helpful. I appreciate it a whole bunch. And um, oh, thank you. Yeah. So, where can they so right you? now, um, like I said, the website's going to be coming. But right now, I just you can find me at the Therapy Influencer on Instagram, and okay. there's a link in my bio where you can sign up for. Right now, I have a free guide, which is actually uh, what we talked about creating your path. So it gives yeah. you the three kind of steps that I believe are super helpful in doing that. Um, which is honesty, permission, and action. So it goes into that, explains that a bit. And then there's also a link to sign up for my email series, which is, like I said earlier, the self-connection series. Um, yeah. And I just kind of send out a bi-weekly email right now on tips and, and helpful tools, some videos, some guides, uh, maybe some free worksheets on how to start this process of connecting with you. Because to me, that's the ultimate thing that we need to do to do any of this work. We can't just like do it from the outside in. It has to start from the inside out, right? Absolutely. So some connection is, is fostering that. And then you can email me if you have any questions or if you're hearing this and you're like, I want more of this, you can yeah, email do you, me. Do you do individual, I know you do individual therapy, but do you do this kind of coaching work um, around self-care? If people I am, <laughs> that is what I'm working on. So that is in the works. But if you are interested and want to get on a waiting list, you can just email me at therapyinfluencer at gmail.com. Um, that is actually exactly what's in the works. Uh, like I said, hopefully within the next couple of weeks um, that was supposed to happen pre-coronavirus. Oh, so we are working on it. Yes, but like I, I said, if anyone's interested, such a need, and it would be strange if you were talking about boundaries and stuff and not realizing and self-care and not taking the time to like be like, okay, I need to like slow down a little bit during this and you know give myself time. So I think that's so beautiful that you're like paralleling the process. Like as you talk to other people about self-care, you're showing people how you're doing that for yourself exactly saying, yeah this was supposed to come out but it's it's on it's a little bit delayed that's just real life yeah. <laughs> exactly I always tell my clients I'm pretty transparent in a ethical way of course but yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty transparent in in yeah. what's real you know because I practice what I preach and I want people to know that hey we're people too and we go through this stuff too and if I'm not doing the work how could I be helping someone who is in need of it right so I well, totally that's get that. so true that's so true so therapy influencer on Instagram um, lots of new stuff coming out that'll be really yes I'm really, I'm really looking forward to I signed up yes. for newsletter um, oh awesome. thank you, know, you. yeah 
so awesome. Um, it was so wonderful. I know our listeners are going to get so much from this episode. Um, and thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one. You too. Okay. Well, we can um, stop recording before yeah. that, obviously. Um, thank you so much. That was so great. I love talking with you. That was so good. Thank you. No, I think it's awesome. And it's funny because I, I came across somebody online who um, does kind of similar work, but specifically for moms. And she's yeah. like, stop what we do is so similar because she's like I've been trying to promote this to moms and I was like I'm trying to promote this to like like therapists and helpers and it's all but it's for everyone right that's the point it boils down to like this is a crazy world and we need to do this work a hundred percent yeah and I just like the again the way you talk about this stuff is it's so helpful and people can really understand it so um I love the work that you're doing I would love to well let's um what I wanted to say is this, I put the podcast on hold for July because I'm relaunching it in August with a awesome. new, um, oh, my husband just walked in. Good. Good thing we're done recording. <laughs> um, I, I re I'm relaunching it with a new podcast star and like doing kind of more of an interview series. So I think you'll, so you'll be one of the first ones in August and I'll like send you the recording before it goes out and everything. Perfect. Um, but if you're interested, we can talk more. I'd love to have you on again and do even, I'm trying to think of like little series to do, you know, like a self-care series for therapists or self-care for. Yeah. If you, I think that would be great to even break it down, like to have yeah. who specializes more with moms and with therapists and stuff like that. And I, I love, it's like one of my corny things. Like I always, I worked at agencies, obviously the last few years prior to being in a, in a private yeah. practice and I was always the one doing this. Like everyone would always be like, Oh, go to Lauren, go to Lauren. Like I would be like, yeah. you guys need to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Oop. I lost you. I think. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in doing your own mental and emotional health work in a way that's effective, affordable, and a little bit different than traditional therapy, check out the virtual community I've created. The virtual community is hosted on Mighty Networks and it's called Living Well with Caitlin. In that community, you can access courses that I've created and workshops. You can also be in connection with other women who are going through similar things. Each week, I post new content, videos, articles, audio, things that you can do to work on your struggles with things like anxiety, the mental load of motherhood, and even OCD. If you're looking to work on those specific things or just your general mental and emotional health, join me. I'd love to have you there. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me at hello at livingwellwithcaitlin.com. Cheers.